Welcome to Inside the Firm. I'm here with my ho- guest host, Alex Gore. How are you doing today, Alex Gore? Uh, co-host Al Gore. Co-host. Guest host. host. Did uh, I say guest host? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first time I let you lead in, this is what you do to yeah, me. Yeah, no kidding. I, I am I am spent. Uh, baby's been up the past two nights crying. We even took him into the hospital. Anyways, he just has a little infection in his in his little tiny baby throat, and everything's fine. But I'm tired, so I'm drinking coffee, and I'm ex- I got excited because of this podcast. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I'm I'm Lance Psycho. I'm the other guest host. <laughs> no, no, co-host. I was the co-host. Uh, so uh, first up, a quick apology for us not making uh, last week's podcast episode. We got caught up with life, getting out of town. Uh, every year we we go up and sort of have a reunion with our college buddies uh, from our, from the architecture classes, and my brother hosts a fishing trip for us up in North Dakota, and so we did bring the, the audio equipment up there, but uh, it just it just it just got out of hand and we didn't we weren't able to. We drank a lot. That's what he was trying to say. <laughs> um, once once the Bud Light hit the lips, <laughs> it just it keeps a, coming. We didn't cool. catch too many fish. We caught a lot of Bud. Uh, and we got a lot of sun. It was great. Uh, so sorry we couldn't get out there, but what was cool about this year, don't you think we talked shop more than any other year? Yeah, that's right. So, um, we, we, we've been doing, I think we've gone on this fishing trip for seven, se- years. seven years now and sometimes people can't make it. Sometimes people can make it. But when we first started going on the trip, you know, Alex and I were the only ones that were running a shop at that point. Uh, and that's not to take away from anybody else, but that's just the reality. That's so, just because we got laid off <laughs> and then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they, and they had jobs, uh, different jobs. But over the course... Or of, no jobs. Yeah. Or no jobs. Exactly. But over the course of these seven years, everybody has moved up in different areas in, in the architecture industry. You know, all of our buddies are architects. So one guy one guy is like second in command of a firm of almost 20, 20 21 or 22 people out in Los Angeles, which is huge. Yep. And uh, I, he's... Pretty much can get offered a, a partner level, which he should. He was the second person there, and it's grown to, I think they're at 15, 16 now, something like that. No, I thought it was almost 20, but Did whatever. You? It doesn't but whatever. matter. Doesn't Anyways, matter. that's but, but bigger uh, than 12 to me is you're a medium-sized firm. I think you're a medium-sized firm at that point, yep. and you're dealing with large, large projects. So yeah. so kudos kudos, kudos to that guy. And then uh, a couple other people have moved into just mani- like very... They, they, they're branch managers, right? So we're kind of all at the point now where we're finally all on the same business level, which is great. So we talked a lot of shop. Uh, some of some other people too are just thinking about actually thinking about branching off on their own, which, yep. is, which is pretty incredible. So like, you know, asking us for advice, um, us just kind of telling everybody, you know, where we're going and, and, and they're asking questions about, uh, about what we do because it's interesting. I think all the way around about how all these other shops operate. So I got a question for you and then I, I have my own answer, but I want to hear what you say. So say, so one of the guys, um, when he says, when Lance says branch manager, it's a big firm that has multiple different offices and he runs one of the offices in, in one of the cities. So what do you think the best advice or thing that you gleaned off of talking from him was? Oh, that we need to check exactly what we are profitability wise. Uh, that was a, it was a no brainer for me. And honestly, it was more of a, we kind of just guessed off the fly, but I was like, why aren't we, why aren't we doing more metrics? You know, why aren't we checking in every quarter? Like, why don't we, why don't we export all the hours that we spent on the project and double check and see where we're at and constantly be updating like a spreadsheet or something. And I think it would, what I have always thought is that it would take us maybe, it would take one of us a couple day effort. So, you know, it might be like three or four days in a row where we're just going through everything and checking all the timers, seeing where we landed with stuff. And maybe we just start doing it and then build that way so it doesn't take as much time. But I don't know. We, 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 the, we've grown so fast since 2013, it's hard to just take a breath. So we're hiring two people that are coming in Monday. What if it, that, that's kind of the start of everything? And um, I don't know. We're switching from whatever. What's the timer that you use? I don't even remember Robert's timer. It's yeah. some, it's some guy, some engineer made it. So what if we don't have to make this decision now, but what if toggle has something where well, QuickBooks uh, does quick, so we uh, use, we use QuickBooks and, but, but, but I mean, instead of us it's supposed to link and it's supposed to link to your projects. Exactly. So what, instead of doing three to four days of compiling different people's timers and doing stuff, what if it, we figure out a program and we just do a review and say, give us everyone, let's look at everything. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be the way to go? Yeah. Yeah. The, 
the thing about it is, is we 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 did have a profitable year last year, so we know yeah. the ship is running. We we know it's yeah. running in the right direction, but it's just like, do we know a, a pinpoint exact direction, navigation? You know, yeah. what it, what is happening? Um, I think we have to make that transition. So for me, that was that was the big thing. That was one of the big things I got from it was they have. So at this firm where our, our buddy is a branch manager. You know, they have quarterly meetings. I mean, and they're at a corporate level too. Like this, this other firm is a hundred people strong, right? Yeah. But each of these branch office, office, offices are about the size of us. Well, not each of them, but some of them are like they're, they're some are smaller, some are bigger. Yeah. But plus or minus, you know, you're around seven people plus or minus. Yep. Um, so I thought it was a good metric. Like, oh, they do it for theirs. That makes sense. Yeah. How about you? So I got two. One, the firm is actually really good at design and they have a design team that comes and checks. Because, uh, because do you remember this part? Mm. Um, so I asked, hey, how do you keep up that standard? Because there's other firms that are almost just as big um, up in Fargo and all around North Dakota, and they're just terrible. And I go, is it just like, a, do you just hire the right people or what is it? They have a team that's dedicated that will come look at your project, give you advice. And if you know that in the back of your head, you know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Exactly. You know, and, and actually one of our buddies, another buddy that couldn't make it is on that team. The because des- he's a because he's a phenomenal designer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just skilled to the skilled to the hilt. And he won't uh, listen to this, so he will never know that we complimented him. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, second thing. So that was great. And then the second thing was, um, oh, this is again going back to fundamental advice. So we didn't do what I'm going to say because when we started, we weren't licensed architects, right? So we we basically just did homes, which you can do in additions. Um, and we asked him, how do you get work? You know, and he paused and thought about it. And they're a big firm, so a lot of people know about them. And they, they respond to requests for proposals. And, and that's pretty straightforward. But he goes, oh, when I came into town and we started this branch, uh, I got the newspaper and then read the newspaper. Uh, and that's then, why you asked that the other day. Yep. And then figured out figured out who, you know, who was in charge. And then I, he, he was literally new to town. So he said he'd meet with them and say, Hey, I'm the branch manager or office manager of, of this firm here. I'm new in town. I'd like to meet you and just say, hi again, that zero expectations just yep. going in. So, and what's great is, you know, because they're doing schools and big projects and now that we're licensed and stuff, <laughs> Hey, Hey, we want to, we want a, a project for a school. Well, have you gone talk to them? No, <laughs> <laughs> it seems kind of stupid, but you I bet you there's hey, a lot of people listening. Hey, hey, how about this? Do you remember right after I got licensed, I said, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around to each school and we're going to offer to do as built for free. And then that way we have, we already have them talking about expansion because uh, the elementary school that my, that my daughter's at right now, they basically, you know, they needed, they needed extra classroom space. Guess what they did? They put a modular house, you know? So that, that was the idea, but we never followed through. I never, I never followed through. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Shame on me. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that if you think in your head, what kind of work do you want to do? And then say, have you gone and talk to the person that will give you that work? <laughs> Phone call? <laughs> I'm you not making fun of you. I'm making fun of us. Uh, making fun of everyone. <laughs> I know. It seems so simple. It's stupid, right? Yeah. It's so stupid. It's simple. Uh, the, the other thing, the other thing this reminded me of is so just, just like what I really like about that trip is it's a general sense of camaraderie, right? So that everybody... You go up there and you get a really good feel good. They're all your buddies and stuff like that. But I feel like, and I feel like it's a mini fraternity for all the good reasons, right? It's just like this brethren thing, right? So I was joking with one of our buddies that I feel like that's kind of what we created at F9 so far. It's like, it's like, it's this middle, it's this mini fraternity where where we, everybody is, it's fun. It's fun to come work every day because there's a lot of jokes, a lot of laughs. Yeah. We work hard. We play hard. Um, So Wondering, what do you what do you think about speaking, talking about a little bit how like the ways we try to set that up at the firm, like do you, to foster that culture? Uh, know what? I don't know because honestly, I'm not on the same page as you with that because okay. I think we literally just find the best people, have them be our TAs, and then try to hire them, or our employees know people from school or whatever and recommend them. And I mean, we have our own vetting. Well, what, so, how about this? How about this? Every Friday. Right, we, we do go, a lunch. That's yep. I think that's huge alone, and because we're not strict bosses, and we make jokes. Um, so I think that 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 helps it too. So now everyone can make jokes, and no one takes anything seriously. And yeah, I mean, on that department, we take what we do seriously. So I guess, and, and know what this goes back to, and I don't know if you're going this way too. No, I'm just but asking. we've been in other firms uh, talking architecture, talking Revit, selling selling Revit furniture, all that, 
and they're just they're just dead inside and we just never want to we just never want to get that way and maybe that goes back to like we're always trying to do a fun project we're trying to branch out we realize that um emotion and purpose you know like that has something to do with how well you do at work. Yeah, we try to play to people's strengths. I think that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. Give them the kind of work that plays in their strength and allows them to excel. Yeah. I think that's I think that's absolutely paramount. Yeah. For sure. So, okay. Cool. cool. Um, so, la- the last episode also of the podcast, uh, one of the things we talked about were different kinds of proposals. So, I kind of wanted to talk about... I just kind of want to touch, retouch base on that because I, I promised that I would uh, talk about it. So I put up a poll on the Entree Architect community and <clears throat> I asked, "What is your, how is your typical proposal structured? Because, so for anybody who didn't listen to the last episode, what happened was we went after two commercial projects and in both projects, we did fixed fee proposals. We always, we generally do fixed fee proposals. So <clears throat> these other firms came back, competing firms, and one did like a really low ball fee and then everything was hourly on top, totally confused the client. And then the other one was sort of this range of fees. And so I was just, as a guy who can't sleep unless problems are solved because it just eats at me, I had to ask the question and see how many people. I even asked our buddies up in, up in, up in uh, North Dakota on the fishing trip. And the guy who runs a branch managing office, he's like, oh no, fixed fees all the way. He sees, he, and I explained what happened to, w- with the other proposals and he goes, that seems dishonest. That seems, that seems completely dishonest. And I agreed, uh, obviously. So... So here, here's how the numbers break down. Uh, 19 people said fixed fees only, and we were included in that, obviously. Uh, the next one up was hourly until schematic design is complete, then fixed, then hourly for CA, and that was 10 people. I actually like that kind of a structure. What do you think about that? Wh- which one? If you, so if you did, imagine if you did a house, yep. and it was hourly during schematic design, and when do, you, when do you say like schematic design is over, you know? Yep. I don't know. Um, and then... And then after that's done, then you say, okay, here's what it's going to take to do CDs. Yep. Do you know who does that? No. Gary. Gary. Frank, Frank Gary. Gary. Frank yep. Gary. Because he, um, it was in one of, one of his documentaries, uh, someone was asking him how they structure fees. And then he goes, I don't know how long it's going to take to hit that idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have no idea whether it's going to hit tomorrow or whether it's going to hit eight months from now. And then it goes, after that idea, then you can go and do it. What, um, in, in, in our little world, because we aren't, I think we do some really good design, but we aren't sitting there making, I don't know, we're not Frank origami Gary. craziness and, and crumpling up paper, throwing it. There's a building. Exactly. Um, but so it's more flexible with, it really depends on the client, you know, like, because sometimes they can be super picky. Sometimes they're, and you know what? And it might be more fair to them, even though they might not like it. Well, so when I brought this up, when I brought this up, Let's just call. Uh, when I brought this up to one of our friends, the the guy who runs a branch manage that br- runs that branch up in North Dakota, he goes. He, he thought first first it was knee jerk reaction and, and what I already said about you know being ethical and stuff. Then he goes. Then he thought about it for a little bit and he goes, hmm. Well, actually, there was this one client that insisted it be hourly, and he said this yes, client had that. no clue what the heck they were doing, and in the end, he's. After we ran, after we finished the project, he, their conclusion was, "Thank God that it was hourly because they would have lost their butts on the project." Do you want to? Well, we could try this out and let people know. What if it was hourly slash? What if that schematic design was within a range? Because they're gonna want to know a number to it. Yeah, that'd be okay. You know what I mean? Say, okay, it depends because then you get that benefit of, oh man, we think we're very quick. You know, we think we make oh, great decisions. I don't know. It still bugs me that there'd be like. I just don't know who's going to buy it. I just know what it takes to get it done at this point. Like I just hold, I mean, we just, we get it done now. (laughs) (laughs) I've done enough of them. I know, you know, I don't know for, for me anyway, for you mean, unless, unless like you mean quick decision makers and all that quick decision, just a house, just a custom house. I mean, I I kind of know there's like, I have typologies in my head. You know, we, we get the, we get the people that say like, I want a cabin. I want it to be this eco-efficient cabin. Okay. I know what it's going to cost. Okay. I want a big suburban house. Okay. I know what it's going to cost. Yeah. But what about, what about our friends up in South Dakota who kept going back to the drawing table? You just had enough padding in there or just ate some? No, we, we ended up okay on that project. Yeah. Yeah. It was still profitable. Yeah. Here's where I think I would be comfortable with it. It would have to be a brand, like a new client that we've clientele that we've never had. Okay, so this would be projecting like five years into the future. Yeah, so let's say, tomorrow. Let's make it happen. Let's tomorrow. say they see the doomsdaydwellings.com. Love it. Right? And then they say, 
I love the Genesis, but I want something even more Genesis. More Genesis. And they start talking all these crazy, you know, all these crazy the ideas. rocket yeah. to go. It's Elon Musk. <laughs> We're going into space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if he doesn't have a rocket under his house to go into space, what? What is he doing with his life? No one knows. What is he doing with his life? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then, then I'd be open to that proposal. Okay. I just think it's got to be like this very high pro. How about this? If is it Trey, Matt Parker, and Trey Stone? Yeah. When they call us. Yeah. When they call us, the creators of South Park, to create their awesome doomsday houses up in Colorado, because I know they're going to shout out. Yeah. Shout out those guys. Let's hashtag. Yeah. Then <laughs> that's the kind of proposal I would structure for them. Maybe. I like. I it. don't know. It's a plan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so back to it. Then there was four people that said a hybrid proposal. I actually don't know what that means. Uh, range of fees for each phase, uh, percentage of construction. That's what this is what blew me. And then the last one was small base fee, then hourly. After that, it is after that it is used up. So one person. So that's the funny thing. The conclusion was, you know, we were second guessing ourselves. Our, our is our fixed fee proposal in the minority? Nope, it's in the majority. What is actually in the minority? is the small base fee that gets a client through the door. In my world, it's tricking them. And then you're hourly on top of that and you're not giving a business owner or how, I guess it could be a homeowner, but like a final number to the, from the get-go that they can plan for. Um, so yeah, that's what, I, that's what I got for you with that stuff. Cool. Very nice. All right, what's up next? I think we are going to hear from Old Man River. No, let's do, um, let's do actually inside the firm shop talk before we go to Old Man River. You you need a mouse, my friend. You know what happened was I used a snippet. I used a snippet tool there, and then it wouldn't work. Oh yeah, inside the firm shop talk. So we're hiring two new people. Yes. Actually, new old person. Because old new. Yeah, BZ worked through school with us. Yeah, he was just part time. Yeah. So now we're hiring him full time. So um, coming in, I think uh, there's two new people, and then the other two people that we have are relatively new. Yeah. You know, it's not like our original employees. So I I, I don't like the word orientation. I think that seems weird. Like, why? Or, I, just because too much I, army, too much army, reoccurring bad army memories, <laughs> getting yelled at. Is that why? Honestly, no. I think it was Leapskin. Oh, uh, you had an orientation. No, there? there's no way you had an orientation at that firm. Well, we did, but know what it was? The Beer? guy was telling us uh, oh. uh, where all the cool shows were and stuff like that. Oh, just for New York. Yeah, it was orientation to New York. Yeah, he's like, no one does this. And I think it's important. And then, and I thought like, I don't know. I thought we were going to get something real. And I was like, we work all the time. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> time to go to the shop. <sighs> Anyways, I want to, I want to know what you think about this. So I actually on Monday want me and you, and then to sit for the four guys down, um, all of them. Yep. And, and go through some of these points. See if you want to add on change, whatever. No, you got it's, some points. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is F9 philosophy. And I'm going to describe it to you and not show it to you because you act like you're the listener, right? I am the listener right now, sir. So make a four by four square in your head. Okay. Okay. And then on the vertical side, on the bottom of it, put shallow and on the top profound. Put okay. shallow and profound. Yep. Okay. And then horizontally uh-huh. on the one closest to you, put simple and then on the other one, put complex. Okay. Right. So there's these squares and it's how you can think about what you do, right? So the shallow and simple is not what we want to do. That's like uh, reality TV, right? We do it, but it's not yeah, helping we're, your we're life. Weren't you on reality TV, Alex? <laughs> we, <laughs> we are. <laughs> exactly. We do it, but it's not really helping anyone, right? Then there's shallow, and but it's complex. And that makes me think of government rules. Like there's, hey, make sure you dot this, make sure you yeah, do this. Yeah, like yeah. it's stuff that doesn't really matter, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, very, yeah. very complex, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's simple and profound. And okay. that's where we want to be. We want to boil everything down to its essence, right? Yeah. But we want to simplify it so it so it actually works. Doesn't mean that we can't be, you know, make complex, but that's where the rationale and that's how you make decisions, right? Goes through. Okay. Then there's complex and profound. And that's like quantum mechanics. So it's, you know, like craziness and we'll just leave that off. So just in a mindset, right? Oh, and it, here, I'll show you what it looks like, Lance. You did so I draw you, it wrong? You did draw it wrong. Oh. I'm terrible. Oh, yeah, like see that. that. Yeah. We'll put this up on so the then website. You, so then you put F9 in one of the boxes. Yeah. you want us to be simple and profound. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah. but simple, I would almost use the word like elegant. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Frank Lloyd Wright, I know, you know, think of big architecture. Think Frank Lloyd Wright. Like, it, it's, uh, think of Khan. It's simple, but it's profound. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys. Yeah. Um, so just a quick talk about that because we don't, when you're making decisions about what to model or, or what to do, or I, I think you can think about that and be, okay, is this complex and shallow? Well, let's not do it. You know, if it's complex and profound, we're probably not getting paid for quantum mechanics level thinking. You know what I mean? I do. So that's, that's where our mindset needs to be. Yeah. Yep. So the second, this, that was category one. Mm-hmm. Category two, F9 principles. Okay. Number one, model like it gets built. Yeah. Right? This is a no-brainer. Yep. And then point A to that is when you make it, dimension it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just to reiterate to everyone, you made a wall, better be dimensions on it. You made a window, there should be dimensions on it. Um, number two, deliver complete sets. So if I say, hey, um, I need a floor plan uh, with windows and, and doors and, and you know the kitchen, everything in it. Then what that really means is please put it on a sheet. Please put a window and door schedule. Please tag. If I ask you for doors and windows, if you put in doors and windows, I think you should label it so people know what they are. It takes you five seconds more to do that. Can I pretend like I'm the employee here? Yes. Uh, and this is this is me kind of regurgitating or reiterating some not complaints but just some feedback that we've that we've that we've we've both gotten in yep. um like a, a yearly reviews and stuff like that is yeah. that some some people have said you know i wish you if you guys they've kind of critiqued us and said how we've done a really good job with giving them direction and kind of a poor job where we yep. haven't laid out exactly so when you talk about com- complete sets that's a whole different array for a lot of different people right yeah. so my suggestion there would be, or my, my idea would be like, I've, all, I've, wanted, I've wanted to do this for a while, would be maybe over the weekend I should find a good schematic design set, a good DD set, and a good CD set, and we talk about them and then put them up on, the, put them up on our a projector. On, on our projector, but also on the server so people can just refer to them at all times. You're reading my mind. Oh, good. You're already there. So, so um, And then number three is learn from examples. Wow. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So then the next header is resources. So then I have... Uh, a place for where the files are. So we should make a folder, right? And not only should we do those three levels, then we should do, hey, here is an addition example, just a CD set maybe for those. Here's a new house example. Here's a commercial building example. Here's a tenant finish example, Mm -hmm. right? So just a folder everyone can go into um, and it's not going to be in the admin. It's going to be where they can get it, right? And then, then give them the link because we'll give them the sheet to where all of our example videos are. Um, and then give them a link to where our, our files are. Okay. So, and then, and then actually I want to bring up the lift because I don't know if you even remember, not only do we have all those families, we placed like furniture in groups. So like if you want an L site, a sofa or a sofa with like two chairs, you can just literally, I rediscover, I made this years ago. And go, to, go to group, go to groups and place it. Yep. It, it's right there. Um, okay. Then, then next category is expectations. So I just have a couple points, um, hours, eight to five, um, 40 hours a week, you know, and then that's where we, we don't really have overtime. Maybe if we're on a construction site or something like that, we'll talk about it. We'll do overtime. Um, and then 90% billable rate. That's a no brainer. Yeah. It, it, that's like, a, that, yeah. Yeah. And that's but, a, that is a goal. <laughs> no, but, but Jason asked me a while ago because they don't know like yeah. how, how, how billable should I be? Yeah. Uh, and especially for them. Um, and then. The last one is take notes on projects. So I want to eliminate where I'm reviewing stuff and see something weird and someone says, oh, I meant to tell you about that. Can you uh, put something else in here too? Yeah, that's right. Respond to all emails. There we go. That's been happening lately. Okay. <laughs> where I send an email and I go, did you get that? Like later in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Well, let me know <laughs> because <laughs> I can't concentrate on anything else until you've done that. Yep. So that's, that's your idea for orientation. Cool. What? There's one more. Oh, one more. That's it. <laughs> Have fun. No, no. Uh, another two year personal goals or professional. I could change it to professional. I didn't do one year because honestly, I think that's too shallow. I think three years is too long. So what's the idea behind this? You'd ask each buddy, everybody, or everybody should start thinking about them. So I have a couple examples and then a couple blank ones. Okay. Because I think, again, I think if you have that purpose and you... I think it applies. And this goes back to like one of my biggest mistakes in the army was I had that in the beginning 
and just skyrocketing, just kicking butt, taking names, and then transferred bad unit and just like kind of plateaued and stayed there until the last the last couple. So we all have this potential, and that potential I think gets fueled by purpose sometimes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So this the, these are my examples, but I there's a little checkbox. Like if you agree with this, check it. <clears throat> I want to manage my own projects. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's huge. So you put yourself in that mindset. Number two, I want to be comfortable in the field. So if you have to go to a job site, you know, you know. Um, number three, I want to design slash contribute slash create one project where for literally the rest of my life, I'll be proud I was a part of it. Um, so like the tiny houses, I'll always be proud that I helped design and make those. Yeah. Um, and then I have two blanks. It's that you can write your you own. You just write your own. And then welcome to the firm. Yeah. Cool. So we'll hand this out. Yeah, and, Keep, and then they'll give them back at the end, and then we'll put them in their personal in their in our folder, our professional corporate personal folder. No, well, shouldn't they just have them? They could just have them too. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm asking. I'm just asking you. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. they should just have. Cool, them. this is awesome. When did you think of this? A couple of days ago. Wow, look at you, in between not sleeping from the baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no, I've been, I've been making jokes, just silly jokes, the last two days. And uh, have you ever heard that you you listen to Joe Rogan where they say they used to stay up late at night mm-hmm. uh, because they'd get goofy? And I've just been telling any of the goofiest, dumbest jokes <laughs> ever. I'm like, I am so hilarious, tired. <laughs> just oh, two days of tiredness. Man. Good for you. Yeah. Cool. So one other thing I was going to do is I was just going to, I was going to send out an email at the end of the day and say, hey, we're looking for you guys, for, forward to you guys on Monday and just tell them some basic stuff. Gresh already knows this stuff, but but like one of the questions Mark had was, uh, do I need to bring my own computer? No, no. This is a firm. We have all, everything for you. You're yep. a full-time employee. Stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah. Can you add dress code in there too? I'm not saying we should have a dress code, but I, but I like to encourage business casual now, except for like Fridays, you know? Yeah. Okay. Because um, we get a lot more clients in the office than we used to. I mean, you've had people in and out. You have more people coming in today. What yeah, but that's What are you doing? What are you doing? Conducting business? <laughs> that's going to be weird because if there's... I've been having so much. I've been dressing up every day, and if there's a random Tuesday where I have nothing, yeah, man, I, I want to. I kind of sh- like that too. Where I'm just like, we don't have to do that. Yeah, let's get, let's go back, back. Okay. And you know what? The guys don't dress bad, anyways. No, nobody does. Yeah, honestly, you and I probably dress the worst. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, too funny. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, are we on to? Around the best and worst advice via Old Man River, a.k.a. Keith Gore. Keith Gore, my dad, has his best best and worst advice. He was uh, really high up at IBM. Basically, uh, how the structure works is there's the CEO, all that, and then there's VPs of each division, and then he reported to the VP. He used to run uh, as best as I know, as he explained it. So every part, every computer, and every... you know, like good idea has a number to it at IBM and they have to keep track of all that. Interesting. So that's, that's, I think he had, I don't know, 12 to 40 people under him, depending flexible for who knows 20 years. Um, so we're going to pause it halfway because he talked for six minutes straight. (laughs) It's an awesome six minutes. straight. It's it's awesome. And, uh, so we're going to pause after the best advice, I believe. Yeah, I don't know which one's first. Well, maybe, yeah. So what? we're going to pause after one of the pieces of advice. Yeah. And then we're going to react. And then the second piece, we'll, we'll do the same. Here we we'll, go. We'll be back. Hey, Alex and Lance, Old Man River, checking in from the cabin. Doing the follow-up on your um, examples for some good advice and bad advice. And I thought um, when I first heard you guys bring this up in your podcast, it was surprising how uh, kind of two memories came up very quickly. And so I'll start with the bad advice, and it starts with the aspect of kind of how just about any of us can tell and encourage people to speak up. And when I was working for IBM and people in the teams I managed and led, I had always told everyone, hey, let's speak up. You know, if you see something wrong, let's address it, get it visible. Uh, Speaking up is a lot better than not speaking up. Now, the bad news was, if you really don't go any further than that, you can get yourself in trouble, which is what I found myself doing sometime later. And that's um, the point of the bad advice is I actually had a situation where there was kind of a conflict between the organization, the teams I was leading, and we were in conflict with a group out of corporate. And 
long story short, I guess I would say I was frustrated with the way this um, executive was dealing with things. I thought he wasn't listening, uh, understanding how what they wanted to do wouldn't work, was going to be a problem, an issue. And most likely, just out of my frustration, I thought it would be best for me to uh, send him an email pretty much you know, shooting down their actions and proposals, probably um, pretty close to a chastising type of action. And I was actually so confident in, in my point of view at the time, I thought, well, I'm going to even copy his uh, VP just so they knew how serious the issue was and how I wanted to make sure it got addressed. Well, he got my email. Uh, it all worked its way through, but after that had unfolded it was more of myself and my team we ended up winning that battle but in the long scheme of things we lost the war because we had ongoing conflict and difficulty with that corporate team for a few years after the fact and as i saw my action at that one time unfolding i quickly realized what was happening in the longer scheme of things which i didn't take into account and I said, nope, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, that was something I wasn't proud of. I didn't think that represented the character I wanted to be as a man, as a manager, as an executive. And so I had shared that story with my team and encouraged them, hey, let's think about what we're doing, uh, understand the ramifications. There's things to be done publicly, and then there are things to be done privately. And we're back. So what did you think? Or you want me to go first? What do I think? Yeah, I thought I thought that was an that was a that was a very uh, your dad had a great cadence, honestly. Just just speaking about it, so it instantly made me re instantly related to what happened to me earlier in the week about oh, wow. including certain people on emails and not. And how here's the thing about emails, and I think everybody should always be everybody needs this reminder because I think we forget how cold they are. They are so freaking cold. So, uh, the other, the other night after work, I got an email from a contractor and the, his email came off cold to me in that he said, there, Lance, here are some corrections we need made. We need made. We were rejected from the building department today for submittal, submittal of the drawings. And it could have been just factual. You it know, was like, just, it was just factual. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah. Uh, and so it was the end of the day and... I shot back with an email right away and broke broke one of my rules, which is sit on an email overnight, email in the morning. It's not worth it after hours. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I said um, is I said, uh, thanks, I'll take a look at these in the morning. Some of them fall into mine court, some fall into yours, some fall into the owner's. And then then I, then I my last question to him was, how, how many building permits do you pull in Denver? Uh, and, then he, and then he said, he wrote back, said three or four, and then he said, how about you? How many do you do? And I said, well, about a half a dozen a month. And then he said, um, and then, you know, I said, have a good night after that. And then the next day, I got a nasty email from the guy uh, with a little bit of cursing in it and stuff like that and said, I yeah, did. he didn't, he slept on it, but he brewed on it. He brewed on it, yeah. So I got it at 6.45 that next morning, and it was, he did not appreciate, he did not appreciate me, uh, that comment put out in front of the client. So my, I broke oh. two. I broke. I broke two rules. I broke two rules. I, 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 so that's why it relates to exactly what your dad. What your dad just said is: be careful who your audience is when you reply yeah. back. So what I did immediately did uh, is I knew he was up. So I, and I, everybody was asleep in my house. I was drinking my coffee. I called him immediately when I got that email. I said, "Hey, I just want to clear the air here, and let you know that I was literally I was just asking." that question it was not a comment oh, and you're right maybe the maybe the uh, owner shouldn't have been shouldn't have been a reply right. all and i apologized and then everything smoothed out after that but again it came off cold because it was a freaking there's no emotion in that email there's nope. nothing what's i mean i could have put a smiley face you don't put smiley faces in emails, no. right and that would have seemed dumb too. that, that could have even been worse actually exactly. it could have even been worse um so then after i explained myself he's he he understood and he says oh well, I guess I understand why you asked that question. And the reason why I did ask the question is because there's so many people moving into Colorado 
there's a lot of people who haven't been through the building process down here yet. And so, you know, if you're moving from a place where you can get a building permit with a napkin sketch and you're coming down here, I don't know, we're like many California at this point. Like there's a lot of regulations and stuff you have to follow specifically on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, construction drawings. Like Alex has talked about with fonts and yeah. line weights and all that kind of nonsense. So, <clears throat> so anyway, I think, I think that's brilliant, good, bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, or just a story, you know, to, to relate it. Where I was going with that too is um, I've almost brushed off like someone criticizing me or yelling at me or anything like that because who who are you going to – I don't have a boss. (laughs) Who are you going to copy, Lance? (laughs) Like that doesn't – it doesn't – you know, it doesn't matter. And it actually came from when we were harassing some of our friends a couple years ago, sending them faxes, you know, (laughs) and we couldn't get in trouble because (laughs) (laughs) – but the, I think that the, when, when my dad said chastising, just imagine, yeah. just imagine if we did have a boss and you got chastised in front of your boss and that almost leads that other person to have contempt. That, that's where my mind went. And if exactly. You, if you've listened to any, uh, relationship advice or, or whatever, and I don't need, like, I think it's that idea is just out there. And the idea is contempt kills Can, when you have contempt for someone else, especially your spouse or your husband, that's what really kills a marriage. Because you can be angry, you can be mad, you can have fights, you know, that's okay. But th- th- somehow, if we had the definition of contempt, that's what, that's, it goes, it goes down to death. And like what, what dad said is, he won the battle, but it's going to brew in that guy. Oh. It's going to brew. And then it's going to be a fight forever. And, and especially in a corporate culture where these clients will be one and done a lot for us. Yeah. Just, so, so, so to relate it back to my story then, right? Building process is a war, right? I think the battle is the little things like, oh, we poured the foundation, or we built, we pulled a built, we we successfully submitted the drawings. We then we finally got the permit. Like there's all these little battles, so that's why I felt it so necessary to call this guy right away. We've never worked with this contractor. Like I do not want to go through a building process with a contractor that just hates us, can throw us under the bus. Like there's all kinds of liability and stuff with what we do, right? Yeah. So I felt like we got back on the same page and there's no war anymore. I, I no long yeah. term. I've been running into that a little bit um, because I have a contractor who decided to use a different structural than what we started. Structural the project. system? No, engineer. Oh. Yep. And then and then I've been getting an email back from the client saying like, okay, we need this structural question answered or, or you know, and we want you to handle that. And basically I've had to say, and it, it was riding this fine line because the contractor was on the email too. Once we changed over, once that contractor decided to use another structural, this is such a small project. I will not use two structural engineers. Oh my God. And you shouldn't anyways on a project because then there's overlap. What if someone misses something? Yeah. Um, so I was like, is this kind of throwing him under the bus or not? But, and, and I did word it nicely, but uh, that's the structural engineer engineer now the contractor made that decision because it was done without me a, a, a letter was signed and it was sent to the city okay that's the guy i hate end of story and end of story yeah and then i don't i don't know they could be brewing they could be mad at me it could be seen like i threw him under the bus because he told me that and then i said hey it's my recommendation and i think we should just go with that engineer now yeah so it's so like, f- so how much do you think a phone call helps though I feel like there's there's two there's two there's like a two step process that we maybe could be helpful for everybody moving forward in the future yeah. as we get more digital is email plus phone call email plus phone call and to relate this back to our buddies giving and you know and talking shop yeah that's what that's what the guy who runs the the, the branch man the who's a branch manager branch up there man. is he says I said how do you we we were talking about proposals <clears throat> and how he presents them and stuff and he yeah. says what I'll do is I will send I will email it and immediately send call him call him or her who was ever who's ever whoever the client is and yep. say hey just sent you over the proposal and he said what it does is then all of a sudden it's it kind of relates it right back to a, it a person it's personal exactly yep yeah so it yeah. links links the whole process together. this is awesome i'm gonna give i'm gonna give that client a call if i have any time <laughs> <laughs> alex is slammed today meeting after meeting after meeting yeah okay so, so i think we're on the, on the bar two here we go okay which then led to um, an event probably a good year or two after that, which uh, ties into the good advice, which I ended up taking myself. And it unfolded as such where 
I had an opportunity. I was talking with my manager at the time, and it was basically all the issues and challenges we were dealing with. And as we were closing, he asked me if there was any concerns or issues or things he could help me on or should be aware of. And I thought, well, this is a, a good time to do it. It's a private dialogue. It's just he and I in his office. And I just shared with him about the difficulties that we were having. And yes, as he was leading meetings and with myself and other my peer managers, his extended staff, and uh, very often it was his use of swear words or language that I just thought really wasn't needed or valid for a professional environment. So I told him, I said, I understood uh, that we got challenges, but I thought we were professional and if he could, I would just appreciate it. If he could, you know, tone down, eliminate, or at least reduce that language, because I just thought it didn't help. It didn't really represent what we should be trying to do as executives in IBM. And again, another long story short, we talked a little bit about it, but he agreed. He said, yep, you're right. I really don't need to do that, and I'll work on it, was his type of a response. And I noticed then in the, the weeks and the months and actually the few years after that, as I continued to report to him until we had reorganized later, but um, occasionally we would have a meeting and uh, some frustrations would hear or rise and, and um, swear word would come out and he would stop, look across to his team and I'd be there and he kind of would look at me and he'd say, oh, everyone, sorry about that, really don't need to say that. Um, but I could tell as he was looking at me and saying that, he remembered our conversation. And I at least was appreciative that he was trying to uh, address and change things because he appreciated what I had shared with him. And we actually, you know, for all our time, uh, had a good relationship, um, never came up as an issue or concern. I appreciated what he was trying to do. I think he listened to my point of view. And it all boiled down to is, we all can give advice, but even giving, let's call it a sliver of advice, may have good intentions. But if you don't really put things in the right context, we can either lead ourselves or lead others astray. So that was just a couple of examples from my work history. Um, advice is always a great thing to get. Being cognitive of the bigger perspective, looking at the type of person that we want to be, and how we will reach out, act, interact, listen, etc., are all just um, things to factor in. So, Lance and uh, Alex, I thank you for letting me send you these few words. I hopefully touched on all the aspects sufficiently, and I'll be curious to hear in your podcast some kind of reference back to this and any thoughts or comments or follow-up that you guys have. So thanks again. Keep up the podcast. I think they're really great. And I appreciate you guys sharing your experiences for others to gain insight on. Take care. Old Man River, signing off from the cabin. Catch you later. Bye. Your dad is the best. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell some we, stories. We should make him a shirt that says yeah. Old Man River. Or like oh, a hat or something like that. It's going to happen. OMR, hashtag OMR. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> on it. That's great. It's great. So what I got from this is um, kids... So kids swearing, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's cool. Uh, it's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, if a kid stubs his toe and he says a swear word, sometimes it's hilarious. But you go, oh, don't say that, yeah. right? And Joe Rogan actually talked about this because Joe Rogan swears, and it, you know, your kid can get in trouble for school and swearing. So right. w what do you say? Because honestly, I think I think it all comes down to context. And he he talked about context. And when you're in a professional role, especially at IBM, it's it, it's more corporate or in a leadership role. I, I almost think toning down the swearing is necessary because in that context, it's probably not appropriate because other subordinates might not know when and where to use it. Because I think swear words are fine between friends. Friends friends out fishing, doing whatever, I, I, I actually don't have a problem with it whatsoever. But it, it, it's just like with little kids. You know, if they're out running in your backyard find a dirt pile, someone gets hit in the eye with a dirt ball and swears and it's just their buddy, you know, it's okay. Or if they call them like, Hey, you, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then here's what kids don't know is, is you don't know if, if there's other kids around or whatever, you don't know how they're going to take it. You don't know who, who, who you know, who they're going to tell. 
So literally it has to be reduced down to friends. And since they don't have that control, that's why like they get nixed. You just don't say it. You you just don't say it. Yeah. And then when you get older, you know, you're able to say it and then it almost bleeds. It might bleed too much in. So, um, sometimes from contractors, I'll hear swear words and a lot of times it's like, that's not necessary. Like, you know, and it's not at anyone. Don't you think it discredits people at a certain level? Yeah. You know, when you get into certain contexts, I think it just discredits you. Yeah. But I, it, it's a fine line, like you're saying. It's a fine because I think I think sometimes it is merited to literally just grab people's attention, you know. Yep. And then the the other part is that sometimes contractors, I can think of one, are hilarious, and your buddies, and you've done eight projects for. And if this guy's where it's like your buddy talking, like yeah. there's a different. Yeah. So I think overall, at a higher level, yeah, maybe you should limit it so that it doesn't get out of control because swear words are swear words are for friends for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. F and friends. F and <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Keith. Really appreciated uh, you sending in um, your bit of advice there. That was a solid six minutes. Uh, we should have we should have we should have you in again sometime for some for some other reason. I can't I can't think of anything right now, but your your vocal cadence was so spot on exactly. and so easy to listen to. I, we gotta figure something out. Yep, drew me in. Gotta figure this something out. So last thing uh, as we wrap things up is I wanted to ask you about how it's been going. Uh, so this is development talk now. Yep. On to the development. And uh, how's, it, how's it going? How, how have the meetings been and how many have you done so far in total with planning? It's all planning commissioners at this point, right? Yep. yep. So the last advice that we gave uh, two weeks ago, we met with one city council person and he said, meet with all of them. Get quotes. See what they say. Yep. And actually see if you can get their quotes uh, and be, be able to have them ready for when you go to present uh, your work. So I've met with all but two. So I've met with one, two, three, four, and then I'll meet with one coming up here. Um, that's my other meeting today. And it's been great not only not only because everyone has loved it. And I thought that there'd be... Everybody some, has loved what? The project. The project. Yep. And even this last one, um, she interrupted during... Uh, not really interrupting. It was a discussion just between me and her. And she's like, what I'm trying to see is you know what, your project might be nice and cool and awesome, but does it fit in the city And if it with the city? And is it what the city wants? If it doesn't, then I don't really care about it. And then, and then I thought like, oh, we're in trouble because everyone's been saying this is cool and nice and awesome. <laughs> yeah. But if it doesn't fit within, you know, what she wants. But she did think it fit within the city because... Because of why? Because basically um, there's, there's a whole bunch of young people um, that their only choices are Boulder or Denver. And I go, if this was in, if our project was in Boulder, it'd be 600. And she's like, no, it'd be 800, <laughs> 800,000. Yeah. And what was also cool about her, and she really liked that, you know, you had an up yard um, and that you have those amenities. She thought that that was awesome. And she goes, I would want to move into one of these. Awesome. And she she's a, a little bit older. So when she said, yeah. I want, I'm trying to see if this fits into the city. Yeah. What was your reaction to that? physically not just mentally how did you what, what did you say after yep. that i said I, I pulled up a map of where it is and i go this is why i think it fits in i go there's uh, low income housing right across the street then there's um, duplexes then there's uh, nicer houses and then there's bigger houses and then i, I basically made the leap that it's a step up in progression mm-hmm. and it's a step up in progression towards the bigger street so it makes sense logically yeah um and then, then she said, I would want to live in there. And I go, you know what? Every time I bring up the uh, older Democrat, which baby boomers, mm-hmm. everyone honestly always shoots me down because it's stairs. There's stairs. Yep. Because described everybody. We have how many, we have how many Three levels, levels of stairs? Three levels of stairs. Yep. And then, then a sky, then a sky deck. I go, but it's different. It's different demographic in Colorado. I go, I think, I think people will be surprised because I think one or two baby boomers will buy this. I think it, so too. I, yep. Yeah, exactly. I think you're talking about like retirees, people that are downsizing. Yep. Yeah. People, and, cause let's be honest. I mean, you keep hearing this, the, the old phrase, right? 60s to new 50, 50s to new 40. It's real. It's real because of Western medicine and the advances we're making. I, there are so many clients that I have had over the past seven years yep. that are exactly that. They are fit people that have taken care of themselves. They're wealthy and they, they want they want to like kinda have a re youthful retirement. Yep. And she and she goes, I hike. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I hike, hike up mountains. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I hike, I bike, I do all these things. Yep. And then she goes, What do you think about 
the low-income housing that's across the street. Do you think that will hurt you? I go, I think other people think that, but I don't like that notion whatsoever because I remember that they were trying to do it in another location in Longmont and some, and people, the neighbors all got up in arms and she, Oh, that was yeah. the, the current neighbors got up in arms about the low income that was going yep. in. And yeah. I go, yeah. I go to me, like I are, have, are, are we after diversity? Again, and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of that. And also, maybe with this younger generation too, they don't care um, as much. And I and I and I don't think that that we do as much. And I said, also, if it would have looked like the projects, then I would have cared. But the building actually looks pretty good to the other side. Yeah, the building that's going up next to ours. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, and then, and then she chimed in, and she's like, "Well, you lived in New York. It's a whole mix there, and everyone loves that." I'm yeah. like, "Exactly. People love New York. Yeah. yeah, it's the greatest city in the world." So I bet you some people, some people will say it, and it's the people that weren't going to move there anyways. And then I bet you there's <laughs> people who moved in, and if you said, "Hey, you know, there's low-income housing over there," they'd look at you like, "Are you?" trying to make a point what are you trying to like yeah are you yeah you know just look at you am i not supposed to live here now because right they got a park over there <laughs> seems kind of nice nice retaining wall yeah nice retaining. i love the retaining wall yeah yeah G- cool so, so and then the surprise uh, besides the surprise that everyone lo- loves it is that we always talk about something else and i refrain myself about talking about open space this time as jason said i did a good job <laughs> because you have been bringing it up only on one other occasion. Oh, okay. and and the lady, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and it got us on a, on a dis, good discussion about this is where there was a church and they're doing all that blah blah. But um, she goes, "Are you d- looking at any any other projects or properties?" Oh, and I basically told her about. I said yes, and I go, but what I think is also, I actually kind of think it's. I don't want to say morally wrong. Um, but something that just doesn't jive well with me is that if you want to buy a new house, oh, who is calling you? That's Alex Tingsley. He has a, he's supposed to be here in two minutes and here, hit the mute button. yeah, hit the function. <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so what bugs you is what? Sorry. Is basically if you want to live in, if you want a neighborhood with, with kids and you don't want to buy a, an old house, you have to buy the developer's house. At this point in the Tom. Colorado economy. Yep. Yeah, she absolutely. totally agreed. She thought there should be. And then she was taking down notes and she said, hey, you need to meet with the urban planner. And, and what, what I'm getting at is that all these people, whatever we've discussed and even going outside the realm of this development has all been like, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. So if we're ever in front of the city board and bringing up an idea, one, we know everyone. And they'll already have positive yeah. things and say, hey, I think this idea. And it might be like, every time I talk to this kid, Seems like we're yep. on the same we're page. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same yeah. page. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, this is great. I, I think I think one one of the things I'm really hopeful for by the end of this whole development project is A, obviously successful. But B, and more importantly, is that now we've got this now we've got this local network of everybody who's involved in the with the planning of of our community and the in the greater community beyond. And we actually have some clout to go in there and so, and respect to, to really try to enhance and meet the needs of you know people like you like you said they wanted they if you want to go into a nice family neighborhood this is what you got to do so how do we how do we get there from here in the discussion with those type of people uh will be will be great so how many other how many other is this uh was that kind of the big one that you talked to and it was just kind of the same feedback all over and over again yep same kind of questions yep this one this time you're just gonna knock it out of the park too absolutely okay all right awesome all right we'll see you guys next week